Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. Today, we are going to go to part seven of our series entitled, Be Strong in the Lord. Be Strong in the Lord. And uh, last week, we touched upon uh, some things that uh, the Apostle Paul, when he was Saul and on on the road to Damascus, uh, went through, and we said we can learn some things from there, and I covered about four of those uh, six things. I said I had about six things. I covered about four of them. The first one um, was actually that uh, he was appointed a minister and a witness, and we said, okay, that's good, because we we are, too. we're, We're witnesses also. The second thing was that to send you to a people. And we are sent to a people. And it's like Pam said, uh, she was she's in a neighborhood. And she's not there by accident, that's for sure. And there are a lot of people in that on that street, which is a cul-de-sac, she says, and, and uh, so uh, she's one that gets to know the neighbors because God put her there in on that street. And so that's a good thing. He's put all of us somewhere on our jobs or, or wherever, in the church and things like that. The three, number three was to, to open the, the eyes that are blinded by the enemy. And we said that we know we couldn't do that, but we know that God uses us as vessels uh, with, a, with witnessing to people and th- through our lifestyle or through whatever we do or say. Uh, and he opens their eyes, and we, number four, was so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the dominion of Satan uh, to God. And that's about as far as I got. And I read the other part, which is number five, which I didn't say anything about, but that was uh, that they may receive forgiveness of their sins. And they may receive an inheritance among those who have been sanctified by faith in Jesus. And that's what we want. We want uh, that for everyone. Because God's will is for all to be saved and come into the knowledge of the truth. And he wants to use us to do that. And the sixth one was uh, to, uh, to perform deeds appropriate to our repentance because we want to repent from uh, the way we were, uh, rejecting him. And when you repent, you change your mind about things. And so now you're a new person, and uh, we need deeds that would would coincide with our new life in Christ. That was last week. This week, we're on the... Steal the armor of God. And we went through uh, some of the armor. Uh, We said that, of course, uh, we need to stand and stand firm, having our lawns girded about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, uh, having our feet shod with the preparation of gospel peace. Now we're on actually the the next piece of armor, which is in verse 14, verse 15 of, 
uh, Ephesians, and it, and it reads, And having, uh, this 15 and 16 is where I want to be, is in addition to all, and I want to stop there, in addition to all. Now, what he's saying, in addition to all, they don't have on all the armor yet. So what do you mean, in addition to all? He's saying that really, in addition to all that what I have just named, as far as you got to stand firm and having your lawns girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness, having your feet shod with the purpose of God's peace, and above, in addition, in other words, in addition to all that, what I just named, now I want you to take up this shield of faith. I want you to take the shield of faith. Let's stop there. Now, when we're talking about the shield of faith, we're actually talking about a Roman type of shield. And a Roman type of shield was was interesting because it's a shield. Uh, I was thinking it's, it's got to be a shield that you can carry around with you, uh, with your hand, and then you can do other things with it. You might strap it over your back. You know, you have a little thing and strap it over there like you like you might do a bag or something. Uh, but this shield is a shield about, uh, let's picture about four feet high, about four feet high and about two and a half feet in width. This shield protects the whole body, the whole body. And it will protect you from those things that the enemy tries to shoot at you. And at that time, they were shooting arrows and things like that. And they would take these arrows and they would, they would put them in, in a pitch and they will light the arrows and then they will shoot them. And they are hoping that the arrow is going to hit you and it's going to catch you a flame and burn you up. But the Romans said, okay, we've we got to sh- have this shield to protect us. So this shield, uh, we're going to get behind this shield. It's not going to be able to hit us. And we're going to uh, have our shield made of something verse 30, like, a, like iron. And we're going to put on it, we're going we're gonna to put things on it um, uh, so that, that they're not going to be able to touch us with, with this stuff. Uh, and, and so some of the uh, commentaries and, and things said that uh, the, the shield was a leather backing. It had, it had the iron, but it had also le- layers of, of, of leather, and they would soak the leather in water when they get ready to go to battle. Soak it in water so that if an if a arrow with pitch and burning hit it, it would extinguish it. That, 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 that's what they were, they were hoping it, it would do, and they wouldn't be touched by those uh, flaming arrows. That's why it says uh, in verse 16, in addition to all taken of the shield of faith, with which you will be able to ex- extinguish all, not just some of them, all the flaming arrows of the evil one. And I said, well, wow, what a, what a picture this is. And we know now, as I first started the, the, the series, we know we're not talking about just a natural soldier with natural armor, a natural 
shield, we're talking about a spiritual shield. We're talking about we're talking about something that that uh, well, how can how can we can see picture this shield extinguishing it because it's soaked in water? But now, what about spiritually? What are we talking about? Well, it's a shield of faith. In faith, you cannot see. Because if you can see faith, you don't need faith. If you can see the results of it. Is that correct? That's correct. You, you, you just can't see it. You're going to just have to believe what Jesus says. If he says that if you confess your mouth and believe in your heart and God raises from the dead, you'll be saved. You have to believe that. You're not going to see it. You have to just believe that. What are you saying? And so I said, well, okay, that is, that's really good, but let's go a little further. And I was going to take you to Isaiah, and let's go to Isaiah 26, verse 3 and 4 there, for just a few minutes. And in Isaiah 26, it says, in, from the King James Version, that is, it says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. It says, because, because, how can I have this perfect peace? How can I have this peace that surpasses all understanding? How can I have this? I know you've given it, but, you know, how do I receive this thing? Because he trusts in thee. I said, woo. So trust is important. This shield that, that we are talking about that's going to quench every fiery dot that the enemy can throw, this shield is actually a shield that no one can see. It's a shield of faith, of trusting in God. That's what this shield is. So the more and the deeper trust I have in God, the more this shield is going to be able to protect me from all the fiery dots that the enemy may throw. And oh, it's not, it's not dipped in pitch and lit and, and it's shooting. It's not one of those kind. But we, I can ask you, I can go around and ask you, what are some of the arrows that the Satan is throwing at you? And I know you can tell me. Matter of fact, uh, Steve told us one. You know, he told us one, one of the arrows. He said, he said, man, I was going blind. Well, did God tell him that? Well, see, he said, he didn't have to tell me that. You know, I see that. But see, the enemy wanted to shoot this arrow and make him believe that this is true. You see? But he has to have faith in God. That what did God say? Because God says that by my stripes you will heal. God says that he took our infirmities. He bore our diseases. And he, that, he, that's, that's what he said. So if he took our infirmities, which would be, I look at the, at the chart, but I don't, I can't read all these, these letters here. That's just a symptom. You see, it's just a symptom. So he said, I took your infirmities. Infirmities are just symptoms. You see? And he said, but I also bore your diseases. That means that the root cause of whatever was causing this, see, whatever was causing this, 
He said, I bore it on the cross. So if I bore it on the cross, that means that you don't have to carry it because I already took it. You see? And so then you say, okay, and I know you prayed, you see, and, and God healed him. But see, when was he healed, actually? When Jesus took it on the cross. By his stripes he was healed, you see. But, but, but see, we have to believe it. Faith can extinguish every fiery dot that the enemy can throw. Every one of them. And we can go around the room, and I know there's something wrong with some of all of us. You say, there's nothing wrong with me. Well, let's say that just you see. You see. <laughs> that you know of right now, you see. Just wait a little while. Or is something wrong with somebody that you love, that you care a lot about? That God has set you in a strategic position where you know that person, you're familiar with that person, and that person needs prayer, and they need a prayer of faith. They don't just don't need a prayer of, oh, Lord, I hope, I know you can, but I hope you will. I hope you will do this for my friend. We don't need those kind of prayers. We need the kind of prayers that, that goes into the throne room because the, 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 the petition has been broken down. We can go in the Holy of Holies, in the mercy seat, and ask for mercy for our friend, mercy for our loved ones. Mercy, that's what we want, isn't it? That's what we want, see. Well, that's what God is saying in this shield of faith that was extinguished all of them, all of them. So then it says in verse 4 of Isaiah 26, it says, Trust you, or ye, in the Lord. Forever, forever, he is saying. Because we know something, and we've been told something, we read something, and we believe something that the unsaved world don't know, don't read, don't believe. See, so he says, so trust in the Lord forever. Don't trust in the Lord when everything is going well. You trust in the Lord when it's going well, when it's going medium, when it's going bad. It doesn't matter. We're going to trust in the Lord forever. It says, for in the Lord, Jehovah is everlasting strength. Remember we said that um, the title of the series is Be Strong in the Lord. Well, here we see that, that um, in Jehovah only is everlasting strength. So how are we going to be strong in the Lord without being connected to the one who is strength? He's omnipotent. He's all-powerful. 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 We want to look at uh, Hebrews. Just for a minute here. And because we all know Hebrews 11, we all pretty much know, know that in verse 1. And you can quote it, I'm sure, you know, from whatever version you 
you have. And it tells us, now faith is. Now faith is. And so we say, well, okay, what, what, what really is this faith? Now faith is. So I'm reading out the New American Standard. Now faith is the assurance. The King James might say, now the faith is the substance of those things, hope for the evidence of those things not seen. And it's saying the same thing, but it's, it's a little bit different. Now faith is the assurance. The substance is something that is actually you see something. But it says, now faith is the assurance. I mean, it is the assurance. It's no, it's no maybe stuff. It's no hypothetically stuff. It's the assurance of things hoped for. Now this hope is not just, a, oh, I hope it happens. No, this hope is something that you expect to happen because you know it's coming. You know it's coming. You know, you, you expect that we're not going to be here all night. Is that correct? You expect that. It's not a, I hope we're not here all night. He might keep us here. It's none of that because you know we're only here a certain amount of time. And so you're expecting this to happen that sooner or later. Let me look at my watch. Yep, yep, yep. We don't have but a few more minutes. You, you know that it's coming. It's the expecting. You're expecting this thing to happen, you see. And, and you wouldn't want us to come here on a Sunday morning and we say, hey, just to have a, a surprise for you, we're not going to have any worship today. We're just going to have word because the, the word is important, and, and I love the word, so we're going to have word today. And you say, hmm, I don't know about all that, you know. See, because you expect that we're going to enter into, we're coming up, and we're going to enter into the throne room. We're coming into the holy place. We're coming into the hole of holes. We're not going to just jump in there. We want to, we want to come the right way. So we expect certain things. And so when it says, now faith is the substance of those things hoped for, it's those things that we surely expect to happen. It's going, we, we, we expect it's going to happen. And it says, who, which, is, which is so good, conviction of things not seen. Woo. Man. Conviction. It's, a, it, it's something that, faith is something that, I know this going to happen. I know it's going to happen. I absolutely know it's going to happen. Okay. I know it's going to happen. That's what kind of faith we got to have with every single thing that's in this Bible that he has promised us. Everything. We got to have that kind of faith in God. Now, it's not in the pages that were, you know, made. It's not in just the ink that was written in. It, it, it's who backed this up? Who said this is my word? Is our faith is in Him? You see, it's in Him, and so therefore, He can back up anything. And if He says it, and He says it, He said, "I've given you precious promises that you may be partakers." Of my divine nature. That's what he said. So if he says, I've given you precious promises, and a promise is that I'll be back for you. 
I'm going to my father, but I'm coming back for you. I'm going to have a place for you. And then I'm coming back to get you. Then we're supposed to be expecting Jesus to come back for us. That's what we're supposed to be expecting. But see, the world doesn't expect that. And it says that in verse 6 of um, Hebrews chapter 11, that without faith, it is what? Impossible. That means that it cannot happen. It's just not going to happen. It's impossible, you see, to please God. Because he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a reward of those who diligently seek him. Seek him is, means diligently seek him. But I'm saying, okay, God, if I'm coming to you in prayer and I'm quoting your word, what your word says, I can expect this to come to pass because it is a precious promise that you have given us. Now let's end in Romans. Let's go to Romans chapter 4. Let's go there. And uh, in Romans chapter 4, let's go to verse 16. And he's talking about Abraham. It's talking about the law versus faith. And it's, it's saying about Abraham, he's the father of many nations. Not only those of the law, but those also who of the faith of Abraham. Let's go to verse 17. So Romans 4, now 17. I want to give you about five things here that is important. That he says here to us about faith. Verse 17. As it is written, a father of many nations have I made you. Now, is that something he told who? Abraham. I wonder, is it going to come to pass? It says, in the presence of him whom he believed, in the presence of him who we believe, even God. So he's talking about Abraham believing God. Listen what number one is. Who gives life to the dead. Can he do that? And call into being that which does not exist. Is that possible? And we all said what? Yes. Yes. He gives life to the dead. He calls things into existence which does not exist. And so even though we don't see some things, we can have faith for it. If God says it. You see? So that's number one. Number two thing about faith. Let's look at verse 18. In hope against hope. He believed. What does that mean? So that it might be become the father of many nations. According to that which he had spoken. Which what did he speak? So shall your descendants be. Okay. In hope against hope. 
Let's go to number three. Verse 19. Without becoming weak in faith, I don't know about you, but sometimes my, my, my faith gets kind of waverly here, you know. He contemplated his own body. He contemplated. He looks at he said, man, ooh, look in the mirror. Those those fuzzy things that they had back then. We see we see clearly, we see nice little things. We see ourselves clearly. But he's he looks at him, he sees his own body. And suppose God said that you are going to have another child, Stella. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> see, so you, you see, the first thing Stella's going to have to do when she gets out of our presence is say, hey, Sam, I can't believe you said that. Now, he knows, he knows that I can't have children anyway, but yes, God did a miracle a long time ago, even though the doctor said I couldn't have a child. Brianna is here, so God is good. But hey, Sam, Sam, wait a minute, though. Wait a minute. That was when I was young. Now I'm older. And see, uh, and see, Miss Dawson here, and she, she, she comes like, hey, Stella, guess what? Guess what? God told me the same thing. And now, now see. See, Stella, see, she laughs, see. See, see, she laughs. You know why, 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 why it says that in hope against hope? Here in verse 18, it says, in hope against hope, he believed. That's faith. That's faith. He believed. I said, man, man, in hope without hope, he believed. Even when he contemplated his own body, now as good as dead. Bob's his body uh, as good as dead. And that this man's older. He's older. Right? How can a man have a child when he's 100 years old? And see, Sarah's about 10 years old. She's about 90. How are they going to have some children? Come on now. Come on. Is anybody in here 100? No. Not yet. So that means that we have some young ones in here that possibly this could happen, right? Yeah. Okay. If he says so. If he says so. If he says, if he doesn't say so, don't you walk around saying that you're going to have a child if he hasn't said so. But if he says so, then you can do that. See, he's come to play his own body. It's dead. <laughs> then he says that since he was about 100, Years old, and the deadness of Sarah's womb. What do you mean the deadness of Sarah's womb? Because they've been trying to have children a long time. They didn't have no children because Sarah couldn't have children. So he said, now how's it going to happen? I'm 100. She's about 90. She's been barren all her life. This is How is this going to happen? But see, hope has to be without something being seen. See, because... Hope is an expectation of something that God has said. You see? And so it's a uh, hope without hope. So I said, my goodness gracious, I got to then have that type of faith that I don't care what the doctor said. I don't care what my body says. I don't care what 
my job says. I don't care what society says. I don't care what the president says. I don't care what the mayor says. I don't care what anybody says. I want to know what God says. That's what we got to do. Because we're talking about faith now. We're talking about faith. That's what we're talking about. And that faith now, the greater faith we have, the more fiery dots we're going to extinguish because the wider our shield gets. Because we're talking about the shield of faith. Oh, man. Let's look at verse 20. It says, Yet, with respect to the promise of God, he did not waver. He did not waver and all that stuff. He did not waver in unbelief, but grew stronger even, it says, in faith, giving glory to God. I said, man, I want to grow stronger in faith Regardless of what I see, regardless of all these other other things that's coming, I want to be I want to be strong in faith. I want to grow stronger and stronger. Let's see in verse twenty one here, and it says, "And being fully, not halfway, not three quarters away, but being fully assured that what God had promised, He is able also to perform." I said, "Woo! yes, yes, yes. This shield of faith that quenches all the fiery dots of the enemy, I can picture the Romans ones, but it's hard for me to picture our invisible shield of faith. But when I read this about Abraham, I said, I can see it now. I can see it. I can't walk by sight. I got to walk by faith. I can't walk by what somebody say. I got to walk by what God says. I can't walk by what my feel because I, my feel can 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 my power feel can deceive me. You know, don't your body sometimes when you get up in the morning does it sometimes deceive you? Because those I mean, maybe y'all don't have any aches and pains. Maybe you don't know, but I tell you, sometimes you know you get up and you say, "Oh my goodness gracious, I wonder." And the enemy, all the enemy wants you to do sometimes, he gonna throw fire down. Yeah, you got bursitis. Oh, you got. Arthritis. Oh, you got this. And you say, Yeah, I do have it. Oh, my goodness gracious. You know? And see, he doesn't, he doesn't, it's a fiery dot. You got to say, Oh, no. God says that I'm healed. God says that I can walk. God says that I can talk. God says that I can run. God says, and so we can say, Well, God says. And I said, Okay. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We'll continue with the armor. And we have to do two more things here today. We have to do one of the things is that uh, we're going to end with communion. That's a great day for communion. Uh, Stella, y'all did a super job on this worship. I mean, I tell you, girl, that is, that is really, really great. You know, great, 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 great. You know, And um, I said, my goodness, Holy Spirit, this is so good. Uh, Stella is in tune with you. The team is singing. The team is playing. They are harmonizing. They are doing all that to, to, to usher us into your presence. And now that we are in your presence, the word comes forth, and we're going to have communion. But before we do that, we're going to have a prayer. And you say, well, uh, we don't usually pray. Uh, we just pray as a closing prayer. Uh, but we're going we're gonna to pray for a few minutes uh, because today they told me was a, National Day that they want all 
Christians and all churches and things like that to remember those people who are being persecuted all over the world in places where uh, we are not. And they are our brothers and sisters. They are people who need our prayers. They are people who, uh, as Mary said by the song, they are people who are going through some things. And we want to pray for those people who are going through those things. And, and I hope you all don't mind praying because God has said, that my house shall be a house of what? Prayer. Prayer. Thank you, Jesus, for the word of God. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com. Contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.